Welcome back to another episode of Square State Sandlot. We have Kyle Gilmore joining us. Hello, hello. Love to have you around. I know it's been, I guess it hasn't been too long, two weeks, three weeks, something like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to be back. I know we have a not-so-fun Super Bowl for me to recap, to, to talk about. Um, yeah. Got some podcast trophy news to break to break out uh car was officially released baseball's coming up got a little basketball to talk a lot of things going on so we'll jump in kyle you want to take it away on that on that super bowl um (laughs) yeah i mean i i think a lot of us are pretty pretty well over the chiefs at this point um but yes, obviously the Chiefs beat the Eagles, high scoring game, 38-35, I think it ended up. Um man, the whole time I watched this game from the beginning, this is exactly how I thought it was gonna turn out. Because when the Eagles had their foot on their throat, it just seemed like every chance they had where they could finish, um, it almost felt like they came off the gas a little bit. Um with that being said. I do have some big issues with this game. Um, I am one of the people that I absolutely hate to even kind of talk about officiating um, because I think it's kind of a, um, I mean, it's, I've always kind of been of the mindset, you know, you shouldn't have let it get to that point kind of thing. But with that being said, um, man, they really have been in the chief's corner this year and it is interesting. Um, I don't really know how else to put it. I just time after time after time, it just seems, and I'm not saying it's this big conspiracy. Don't, 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 you know, put that in my, those words in my mouth, but, um, man, they have been lucky on which side of some of these calls they've been on and okay. And this might be a huge jump, but I got, I got me thinking about it earlier today. Um, There's been a lot of comparisons between, you know, Brady and Mahomes and what they've done at this point in their career and all that kind of stuff. That's really what got me on this train of thought. But um, I challenge all the listeners out there to really pay attention to this for the coming years. But in all sports, um, I always use Shaq as the example. You had your um, you had your refs that, you know, were purposely staying out of his way, trying not to ruffle his feathers back in the day. I mean, this has been admitted um Shaq knew it they knew it it was a thing okay this this existed um some people would argue that Tom Brady had this throughout his career and not to take away from what he's done but did it impact his career absolutely I feel like the new person in the league that is (laughs) starting to fit that mold is now Patrick Mahomes Not to take away from his talent, not to take away with what he can do. I do not for a second want anybody to think I'm saying that. I actually, as much as I despise the Chiefs right now, I love Andy Reid, and I I think Patrick Mahomes seems like a very good person. That being said, um, it does feel like he has that, that role in the league now that, like, I don't know if it's like he's putting asses in chairs and selling tickets we need him to do good again i'm not saying it's a big conspiracy but um he seems to be fitting that role of that tom brady always had where he was on the right side of call after call after call um so i guess 
without accusing anybody of anything, I just I challenge all of our listeners to pay attention to that for the coming years. And remember, you heard it here first. <laughs> no, and I don't know. I, it's just weird. I even made the joke every time he got hit. You know, he had that bum ankle. Uh, I I said they they got to him a couple times and and hit him. Nothing illegal, but I thought for sure as soon as he got hit, I said, "Oh, here comes the flag," and they didn't come, which surprised me. But there were plenty of other things that happened in the game where I was definitely like. Huh. Something's gotta be going on here. But those late game flags I will be scratching my head on for a while. Yeah. I, I mean still it, don't it understand. reminded me of that that holding call at the end reminded me a lot of the holding call against uh Logan Wilson last year. Exact same Just, thing, right? Right at the red zone. Um it was like a the Logan Wilson one was a little bit different for me though. Because I feel like it was like uh, we burned you before we got to throw you a bone, and Logan Wilson just happened to be the like I don't know why State they targeted whatever, him. Yeah. yeah, like he he did nothing wrong on that play to be clear. But yeah, I, I mean, I get your point. I guess it just I, you hate yeah, to I mean, see that at the end of a game, especially the Super Bowl. Well, and like they don't throw that flag chiefs is probably still going to kick a field goal and then probably. you know that leaves enough time on the the clock for the eagles to try to to at least have a chance to go down there and kick a field goal or you know maybe yep. score a touchdown to to win it but yeah i mean everything just seemed to line up just perfectly and obviously congratulations Always to the chiefs does. as much as that <laughs> pains me to say being a division rival uh well i guess probably you shouldn't even call them a division rival at this point because to, yeah. to call it a rivalry, you have to win some. <laughs> I, uh, I'll i always be happy for Andy Reid, though. I love the Walrus, dude. I absolutely yeah. love that, man. Good coach. And that's the thing. Like, I like him, but no, I am I hope he doesn't win another one as long as we, he's with the Chiefs. <laughs> well, yeah, you can like him, but not enough for him to do well in Kansas City. But yeah, I get it. I was – and, you know, that was the one team we needed to not make it to the Super Bowl because they were the one team without a Wyoming Cowboy on that roster. So, yep. felt bad for Marcus Epps. He definitely got targeted a couple times. Um, Andy Reid, I mean, I think at this point you just have to tip your cap to him. I mean, he's an absolute genius. You saw them exploit some things that the Eagles struggle with and they have struggled with all season. And it seemed like that was his, his entire playbook. And uh, they really you, neutralized the Eagles pass rush. I mean, some of that was the field condition being just absolutely horrible, which biggest game of the year. And you have guys just slipping on $1,000 field. Yeah, no, that's un unbelievable. And the thing for me is, it's not the grass that's the problem. It's that no. they must have soaked it. And, oh, come on, Carlene. Really? <laughs> From the top rope. Just, oh, just no. throwing haymakers. Oh, that's, that's my girl. I mean, <laughs> I can't refute it, so oh, it's her. fine. It's fine. Thanks, Carlene, for popping in. <laughs> oh, I um, love it. But, no, I, I think, I mean, obviously – Eagles had a great pass rush all season where they couldn't get to the quarterback. And just because Hassan Reddick, literally anytime he would get around the corner, he would slip and fall. Uh, wasn't really getting much push up the middle either. Um, gotta say, <laughs> man, she's really going for the jugular here. I mean, she's pretty, uh, 
Ruthless. Oh, I love her. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. That is my girl. <laughs> Back to the Super Bowl. Let me um, just recover my heart a little bit. Yeah. I mean, for me, I really only have two other things to say about the Super Bowl, and then I'll turn it over to you. Um, just back to Andy for a second. I I don't think he – everyone knows he's amazing, and I still don't think he gets enough credit, um, despite the fact of who he's coaching. For what he's done at two franchises, very few have ever done yeah. with one franchise. To make the move and then – I guess for me is a lot the the arguments always you know did somebody inherit a system did somebody inherit players did they build a team well you can't make that argument with Andy Reid he's done it twice um, yeah he's built it up twice so, so I give nothing but props for the man um, he's still I mean you know growing up the same time I did he's just one of those coaches that has literally always been around yep um, so congrats to him probably no one else on that team, but congrats to Andy <laughs> Reed. Um, <laughs> and then the one thing I, I do want to give a nod to the Eagles players. I don't know if you watched the interviews afterwards, which for the record, I think it is bullshit that we interview these players after a loss, like, you know, on, on this big of a game after a Super Bowl, leave them alone, let them go with their families, let them go home. Um, but with that being said, I think they had a lot of class, um, you know, they were asked about field conditions. They were asked about officiating. Um, and yes, these are somewhat trained responses, but regardless, every single member of that team took the high road. Um, you know, their responses were things like, well, both sides had to play on the same field, like basically just saying, no, they were better than us today. Um, so I thought that was really special. And that's something you want to see out of your players for sure. But I do think they need to, excuse me, leave these players alone after these damn losses. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, there, there's plenty of time to get them in the off season, Benny. It is yeah. actually we're we're brought no. to brought to you by oh. Modelo tonight. Not something so. something about a Modelo and a Raiders hoodie that just seems right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on the Mexican beer kick lately, so been drinking nice. a lot of that stuff. But anyway, yeah, no, I I think everything you said is is accurate. Um, I I did want to get to uh, Miss Kelsey. And she was absolutely the star of the Super Bowl. Um, they interviewed her. Obviously, she had her half Chiefs, half um, Eagles jersey on. She had one shoe of each team with, with yeah. her boys' names on there. Um, and I don't know if you saw the, the podcast of Jason and Travis. They were both talking about her in the limelight and how uh, Jason was basically just crying <laughs> saying not tears of sadness because we lost the Super Bowl, but just because of yeah. how happy he was that his mom got to be highlighted in that in that stage. So, um, yeah, just love to see that. Obviously, would have been a lot happier if Jason was crying tears of joy and Travis was crying yeah. tears of yes, sadness. Yes, uh, I'm very happy for Mrs. Kelsey and one half of her offspring in the Super Bowl. Yes. And he lost, to be clear. Yes, he did. Um, and then just one thing I wanted to mention with the, the Eagles is I think it might be pretty tough for them to sustain the success just because yeah. of all the turnover that they're going to have this this upcoming offseason. Uh, they already lost their offensive coordinator in Shane Steichen. Uh, he went to Indianapolis. He's the head coach there now. Uh, yeah. And then they lost their defensive coordinator in Jonathan Gannon to 
um, Arizona Cardinals. Both both those guys are now head coaches. So that speaks volumes to what they were able to do as a program this season. Yeah. Um, but they also I, have ten pending free agents: uh, Fletcher well, Cox, gonna, Hargrave. I was just going to say they're they kind of remind me, and they were built a little bit differently, obviously. But they're they kind of remind me of what happened to the Rams after the Super Bowl win. The unfortunate thing is this is coming off a Super Bowl loss. And I'm with you. I, I don't know that they I don't know that they come back and I don't know that they even take the division next year. Not saying they won't or they can't. I'm just saying it's they got some things to figure out in the offseason to replace people or retain people. Yeah. And it's gonna including be including coaching. Well, and that's that's the funny thing, is it almost seems like it's guaranteed every season NFC East is gonna have a different champion. Always uh, has I, been, or at least for a long time. Yeah, I think the last twenty two years running now. Um so, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they're not in the same position next year. Uh, my dad d- did mention Brian Johnson is the new offensive coordinator for the Eagles, which, if that name sounds familiar, he led the Utah Utes over Alabama back in, I think it was the 2008 All-State Sugar Bowl. Uh, he was on the Utes coaching staff as a quarterback coach and then offensive coordinator, and he's made a, a very quick move up to offense coordinator in the NFL. So good to see a, a, a rising star there. Um, but obviously there's going to be some turnover. Uh, like I said, they have 10 free agents upcoming, Fletcher Cox, uh, Jason Hargrave, Brandon Graham, um, Jason Kelsey, which he may be mulling retirement. Well, yeah. There, There's also some rumors that Lane Johnson may be mulling retirement. So they've got – Marcus Epps, uh, Gardner Johnson, who they just traded for from the Saints. Like, they have a huge amount of free agents. They're not going to be able to pay them all. Oh, and uh, a certain quarterback is due for an extension, too. So, going to be needing some monies. Yeah, and with him finishing second, I think, did he finish second in MVP voting? Pretty sure. Pretty sure second he was second because they made a big deal. Uh, he was second. He was second. Yeah, that's for what sure. I thought. So finishing second MVP, he's going to be due for you know top of the NFL starter money. So that's probably going to be thirty five, forty million a year for him, and that's going to allocate some of that cap space. Uh, I know they have an early pick. Can't remember where the pick is from. Seattle, maybe. Uh, I don't remember, but I mean. If, if they hit on the draft, they should be fine, but there's going to be a lot of guys that they're going to have to let go, and then, like I said, all the turnover in the coaching ranks is going to be it's going to be tough for them to repeat, and that's why I think well, – I don't think they'll be – oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and that's a, good, that's a very good point because it's hard going into the draft when you have to hit on your picks. You want to be able to go in loosey-goosey and just, you know, make the right decisions. You don't want to have to make turn your franchise around in the draft – not that they need turned around, but like you said, they have to hit because they could be having, you know, a third of the team walking out the door. So, um, I don't know. And we'll see what happens. To Carlene's point, Raiders have had to hit in the draft and have not. So that's uh, that's why they are in the situation uh, they're in. She, um, she's ruthless, man. That's why I love she her. She is. Okay. Well, with that being said, I think that's all that I had to say about Super Bowl. Uh, uh same here um i'm gonna i'm gonna transition here real quick um this past fantasy football season um uh, bill and i decided to kick off our 
uh, maiden voyage for our fantasy football league. And it's been very fun. We had some really good matchups, um, some pretty wild games as far as uh, points scored and um, some low record teams made some pretty good turnarounds in the playoffs. And it ended up being uh, a pretty good season. So first and foremost, I want to thank everybody, every single person that joined the league and played. Um, and with that being said, I welcome anybody next year. Uh, feel free to join us, hit us up. If we got open spots, this is something I think we want to keep going season after season. Um, with that being said, this is the, the, the beautiful trophy. Try to keep the glare off of it a little bit. That beauty. Square State Sandlot Fantasy League, and we have our first first plaque on there. All Renfro's bag, 2022. Mr. Bill Montoya, our very own. It wasn't rigged, I promise. It was not. <laughs> I I was one of those guys that was, I started off so hot, and then I started to tank at the yeah. end of the season, so I thought for sure it, the playoffs were going to not end well for me, but had some good matchups, and my guys showed yes, out. So excited to to have my name on that plaque. But yeah, uh, very exciting. We got yeah, lots like, of room. That's a lot of seasons. Yeah, I think it's a lot room for of seasons. 20, Twenty seasons. Oh, way more than that. More I don't even that. know. Okay. Probably closer to thirty. Well, hopefully we're still doing it by the time that things right? filled up. <laughs> and yeah, like Kyle said, any of you that would that didn't play this year. We've got plenty of uh, space on that trophy. We've got plenty of space in the league. So we will we'll be happy to have you guys in there. We'll make as many spots as we can. Hell, if Even we get if enough, we gotta go we'll run to, a second league. I don't yeah, care. Second league, whatever we got to do to get you guys all involved. So um, it could have been mine, but the Pats can't lateral. Beautiful. And, Benny, I don't know if you saw that. Raph agrees with me. Uncle Gary, we are live. Glad to have you here. Uh, we just talked about your Colts in uh, Shane Steichen, that higher six-year contract. So you guys are locked in. Um, okay. And with, with <laughs> maybe that's a, a good pivot here. Uh, Uncle Gary has been a huge uh, critic, critic of the Raiders and how they are ran as a franchise. I posted a little something about Derek Carr over the weekend. Uh, news came out that he would not accept a trade to anywhere uh, and he was going to force the Raiders to cut him. And that's what they did. Um, it obviously saved the Raiders $29.5 million in in cap space. They did have like a $5 million uh, dead cap hit to, to release him. Didn't get any trade compensation back. So um, that part was rough. But we could have been much worse off. Uh, we, we've had recent contracts such as you know matt ryan speaking of the colts the falcons were to to move on from him i think they put a 40 no i think it was even 60 million dollar cap hit against their cap to to release or i guess trade yeah. uh matt ryan so at least the raiders are not in that situation they're going to have roughly 60 million once you sign your your rookie class it's going to be closer to 50 million for free agents they can obviously move some money around so I'm interested to see what they do in the draft, and obviously as things get closer to the draft season, we'll, we'll talk more about that and, and what we think they're going to do. But what were your thoughts on the Raiders not getting anything back for Carr and, and that right. 
salary I'll, I'll, cap. I'll all start that with stuff. the uh, I'll start with the car stuff, and then I'm actually going to talk about your draft because I have some opinions. Um, I think this is a win-win. I know that some people might have been their feathers ruffled by Carr doing what he did. Um, I guess I'll start by saying I'm sorry it was you guys, but a part of me also is just thrilled for Carr because I think this opens the door for him. Um, you touched on you guys not taking a cap hit. I think that's huge um, because these quarterbacks that get to this position that Carr's in, this is what limits them to what teams they go to. It's all, it always just condenses the market. Um, so for you guys not having the hit, and then now he can basically go anywhere he wants if he's willing to accept X amount of money, blah, blah, blah. Um, it really opens him up to literally any quarterback needy team. So I'm happy for you guys because you can move on. Um, I think it's, you know, you've been one foot in, one foot out, out the last few seasons anyways. Um, I mean, we can talk about whether it was fair or not. I don't, I think he was a scapegoat. I don't think it was all on Carr's shoulders to a large degree, but with that being said, he also, you know, didn't carry the team and some of those things. Um, so I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the team. I actually do have a big theory about you guys on the draft. Um, this is barring, obviously, you guys making any big free agency pickup on any of the quarterbacks that might be available. Um, I see you guys making a big swing here. Um, I really do think you guys move up and tag one of the top three quarterbacks right out the gate. Um, I'm not sure what pick. I'm not sure where you move up, but I, I see you guys moving up in the draft. We'll see what happens. It's just kind of a move I could see you guys making. And also a huge part of that. I'm actually glad your uncle just mentioned that. I didn't realize you just put that up there. I think a huge part of that also hinges on if you keep Jacobs or not. Yeah. Um, Cause if you guys keep Jacobs, you have Devonte Adams. I don't even really care about Waller anymore. Um, if he stays healthy and whatever impacts the season. Great. If you guys move on from him, I don't think you've lost anything. Did you see um, his new sweet new head tattoos? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> saying you keep that, your offensive weapons for the most part, I see you guys making a big swing at quarterback. And I think it might be fun to see you guys tag um, one of these younger guys. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Just kind of, so, just kind of the feeling I'm getting. Yeah. We got a couple questions here in the chat, which I'll oh, get to in just yeah. a second. Um, just about Jacobs and then. Uh, why is no one talking about him being a good fit for the Bucks? I'll get to both of those. Um, but as you were saying, I, th I think we do probably, I think the most likely thing is we bring back Stidham and, and run him back at the start of the season and get a, a rookie quarterback. I, I think Aaron Rodgers would be great, but I don't think he would fit McDaniels and what he wants, especially where he has all this success and McDaniels mm -hmm. does not have that success as a head coach. I think they would probably butt heads. Oh, uh, the where, ego. The egos yeah. in that room would just be unreal. So I don't think that's a realistic path for us. Um, I think, honestly, I think both the guys we would want uh, are going to be gone one and two. I think, um, whoever the bears trade that number one spot for is, is going to take Bryce young. And then, which yeah. I honestly think it's going to be the Colts. So Gary, hope you, hope you like Bryce young. Um, the five foot nine See. quarterback out of Alabama. 
And then I think C.J. Stroud goes number two to the Texans. So I think to get one of the top three, we're going to have to trade up to probably three or four, uh, depending on who the Colts, if they were to trade up to one, whoever they traded, uh, if, you know, if the Bears. That's part of why. I was just going to say that's part of what factored into my thinking is is because I figured the Bears move back, and I actually figure they move back again. They yeah, and that's what have I think is going to so happen. much ground to make up that I think that opens the door for you guys or somebody else. Well, and that's um, why I think but we I have to go up to three fun. to get one of the top three, and I, at least four. But yeah, Gary, I hope you're right, and you guys do take Levis because he's very inaccurate. Um, <laughs> He looked, he that looked would be wild. That would shake. Up, that would shake up the draft, though. I, I would love C.J. Stroud to go to the Raiders. Um, he obviously has an interest in throwing to Devontae Adams too. He's alluded to that. So, uh, but no, I think Jacobs yeah, him and everyone else who's a quarterback. <laughs> yes, Jacobs is going to come back. Um, he's already said he's willing to play on the uh, franchise tag, but. Uh, he said, if if you want me to be a hero, you're going to have to pay me like a hero. So if you want me to play on the franchise tag, then you better have a good team around me. So he's ex- he's at least expressed interest in coming back to the Raiders. He's expressed interest in playing on the franchise tag if they put a good team around him. And I think they're obviously going to have to make some moves for that to happen. Um, Devontae Adams is going to have to be happy with who's throwing him the football too because he has individual goals such as you know, trying to match Jerry Rice, all that fun stuff. So he's not going to want, you know, Jarrett Stidham being the long-term answer at quarterback. Obviously, he played well in the two games that he played with him. But um, I'd be interested in that to see what happens. And Gary, like you said, no one's talking about him being a good fit for the Bucks. I really do think he is in, in Derek Carr. And the good thing about the the clause that he had in his contract, he's able to sign with any team immediately. So yeah. his his free agency starts right now. And everyone else, they start at the beginning of the, the league new year, which is about a month from today. So he's going to take some visits. He's going to get, you know, the best offer that he can get. And that's why I have a hard time, like, holding it against him that he wouldn't take a trade because oh, yeah. initially I thought the the – Saints were willing to just absorb the contract, but they wanted to make him take a pay cut. So I understand, you know, I don't want to take a pay cut to be traded somewhere when I can go up against everyone (laughs) else. At this point in your career, you know, you have to put yourself first. I mean, well, he's going to be uprooting his family and everything. So it's obviously got to be a a nice fit for everyone. Um, And if he's, if he's going to only go, if he's only going to have one bidder, essentially, then that's not going to be good for him. So I, I don't hold ill will towards Carr, but it is still annoying that we weren't able to get anything back for him. Uh, when he retires, I'll you know be grateful for the time that we had with him, but I will not be cheering for him elsewhere. I am a Raiders fan <laughs> first. So, um, And what you said, Gary, Carr with Arians seems like a no-brainer. I don't think—I mean, Arians is up there in the in the front office— ish involved anymore so he'll be involved somewhat in the offense but we'll see what they do i think they actually named an offensive coordinator today or they had zeroed in on a couple candidates i can't remember oh yeah dave canales as uh as their oc so i don't know well it'll be interesting to see that pairing uh, and how that works i i don't think Carr could do 
uh, a Bruce Arians because Bruce Arians has very high standards and he's not afraid to call people out, and that seemed to be yeah. what turned Carr against Josh McDaniels. So we'll see what happens there. Jimmy G, Raf, as he just said, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Raiders sign him. My only concern with that would be how much we have to pay him and his availability because he always gets hurt. So if if it was, you know, $15 million for a two-year deal, two-year deal at $15 million per year with the first year only being guaranteed, you know, if he gets hurt after game six or something, I would totally to take over. I Maybe. would totally bank on Jimmy G if I was in a six-game league. Six game he would, be, he would be my guy. Yeah, he. I mean, he he wins for sure. <laughs> but I don't know how happy Devonte Adams would be with Jimmy G throwing him the football because that guy does not extend the field at all. But well, and that's and the that's, thing. It's it's just like like you couldn't bring in like a Lamar Jackson had he been available. Um, Devontae Adams would be miserable in an offense like that. Just yes. absolutely miserable. For sure. um, I don't know. I, I still just think, I think the path forward for you guys is young. Somebody with an arm that is not afraid to just boom it down there and let Devontae do his thing. Well, and um, that's, that's, I'd be, that's going to keep be, you in games. For sure. And I'd be more in favor of like, let's say we can't trade up two, three or all the guys were gone are gone by the time we we would be able to swing a trade like that. Um, I would be not opposed to the Raiders moving down and taking an Anthony Richardson, signing a Jimmy oh, yeah. Garoppolo or a Jarrett Stidham. That's what Ben just said. Richardson from Florida, for sure. And he's gonna need some he's gonna need I some like grooming it. for sure. But um, <laughs> oh, here we go, Logue coming in with the. Uh, what happened to the Aaron Rodgers talk? I don't think it's happening, Logue. I think he's either going to come back to the uh, Packers and play one more season out with them, or I think he will retire. I don't know. The he's real question, teams, or maybe the Jets are willing to give up what they <laughs> what what they want for him. The real question is, what will media outlets cover when Aaron Rodgers isn't in the league anymore? What will their yeah. offseason talk be? We can't I cannot talk about wait. darkness retreats. And I cannot Iowaska. wait until the Aaron Rodgers saga is over. Not because I have anything against him. He's fun to watch play for the most part, but I am so ready for this to be done. <laughs> Logue says just, he's in a dark uh, room meeting Jesus. I'm pretty sure he's retired. He hasn't I mean, started I, it yet. He starts this weekend, if I remember right. That's what he said on the Pat McAfee show. I think it starts Thursday. Oh, yeah, tomorrow maybe? I think tomorrow. But I wish he'd stop speaking in riddles and just tell us he's going to go get <laughs> high off his ass and contemplate his future. <laughs> Rogers is an ass. Very nice. I mean, but yeah, if the no, shit that, fits. that whole thing is going to be strange. I, I don't think I could do that. But anyway, okay, we'll move on from that. Uh, that's that's enough car talk, enough Raiders <laughs> talk. Um, let's talk some baseball. Let's do it. It is. Tis the All season. these comments are going to stop except Ben because Ben's the only baseball <laughs> fan on here, I think. But uh, that's okay. We'll bring him back in later, maybe. We'll we'll start off with Frankie Montas. He they were just or it just got announced that he is having shoulder surgery and likely out a good chunk of the season, if not the whole thing, depending on how um, how that surgery goes. 
Wow. This is meaningful to me just because the Ra- or the A's traded Montas to the Yankees in, in the middle of last season after the All-Star break. Uh, we didn't get a ton of great returns, which I was bummed about at the time, but I think this probably makes sense. I think the Yankees were probably concerned about the shoulder injury that he suffered at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Missed some time, <clears throat> came back before the All-Star break, looked great. But once he got shipped off to New York, he didn't look like himself. So um, obviously this is not great news for the Yankees because he's he was planning to be a uh, factor in their rotation. But not great for them. What do you got with your Pirates? Um, I guess anybody that didn't know, Brian Reynolds uh, had requested a trade, something I honestly can't blame him for. Obviously he's been our arguably the best player on our team for the last few seasons, all-star game, uh, all-star player. Um, speaking to the Yankees, they've been one of the top suitors of, for him for a few seasons now. Um, but it just, just came out that he, uh, he did say that he is open to a long-term deal despite the trade request. So I do think some of it was probably, you know, just positioning, um, you know, at the negotiation table. So I'm really hoping we retain him. Um, man, if we could have Brian Reynolds, Kutch, and Jack Sawinski out in the outfield for me, I would be pretty ecstatic going into the season. So, um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Obviously, he's still probably going to be with us this season, at least to start the season. Um, but I'm hoping they can work something out because he's he's very talented. Somebody that can kind of carry us into this transition that we're hoping is finally coming to fruition, obviously. Um, but I thought it was pretty big that he did come out and say that. So, yeah, uh, Ben Sherrington, get to the get to the desk and make this work. Eyes are um, on you, big fella. That's all I got. Other than I'm still over the moon that see Kutch back in a <laughs> Pirates jersey. That's what Benny just said. Never, um, never in a million years that I think that was finally. I mean, I don't know if any of you watched the. Uh, press conference um regardless of what the pirates have done in the past ben sherrington is just an awesome individual he loves baseball um what he did in boston was amazing um you know obviously we're hoping he can do the same thing here um but seeing his excitement and the way he spoke about being the one to be able to welcome him back things like that um i mean that's the kind of stuff that gets you excited regardless of what um you know nutting's doing his owner I mean, we've beat that horse to death, but um, I absolutely love Sherrington. I hope I hope he is able to bring this whole thing and right the ship. Um, but I'll, I'll get off my soapbox. I just still can't believe old 22 is going to be back out there in the outfield. So um, through the moon, I got to. I got to order me a new jersey, I think. <laughs> well, it's going to be infectious for all the young guys. We've already talked about that. But, yeah, yeah, I think that also played into Brian Reynolds being a little more open to coming back. They obviously extended him for, what was it, two seasons after yeah. last season. Gave him a, a pretty decent extension, but it was kind of a kick the can down the road for further conversations. Yeah. I think it's all hinging on uh nutting at this point to open open the paycheck or the checkbook to if they want yep. to keep him around because ultimately he he should be part of the plan building forward in in what looks like you guys 
starting to spend, starting to build up the major league roster and starting to compete for that division in what should be a, a very winnable division. So I'm excited to see what you guys I'm so do. excited. It yeah, is, for sure. Uh, Milwaukee kind of cleaned house a little bit, and I really think it leveled the playing field. So, um, I mean, obviously. Well, you get to play the Reds a couple times this year. <laughs> it, yeah, but two seasons ago, they were on fire. So, I mean, I never know what to think when we're playing the Reds, but that's all I got for the Pirates, though. I just pumped. Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Benny did mention – we were talking about the Montas trade. Um, they got back J.P. Sears and Ken Waldachuk. Both of those guys looked decent last year. They got plenty of burn in the yeah. rotation. Um, Sears, he, he looked pretty good. I think he's the better of the two prospects. Waldachuk looked like he only had two, maybe one pitch, possibly two. Didn't really have an out pitch once he got ahead in counts and had, had some command issues. So that's the thing I'm – most curious about is what what the A's do this upcoming season. Blackburn looks to be back and healthy. They did sign uh, the Japanese guy. I can't remember his his name off the top of my head, but he looks like he's going to be pretty good. Um, so getting him on a one year deal, hundred mile an hour fastball. I assume you're talking about Waldachuk Benny for for that fastball. Oh, here we go. We got some comments from the Peanut Gallery and Logue Pirates. That's the farm team for the rest of MLB, right? AAA, I think. <laughs> Brutal. Is, no, that's that what... <laughs> you're thinking about the A's, Logan, not not the Pirates. That that was us a couple seasons ago. All right, we yeah. moved on. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess I should mention I will be going to spring training to watch my A's. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. Any of you guys are planning to go to spring training? Hit me up. Maybe we can. Maybe we can match up the times. Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be. I a good can't. Time. You you go to the wrong place. What do you mean? I go to the wrong place. <laughs> oh, you you want to go to you'll Florida? Be, no, you'll no, be no, in no. another state. <laughs> trust me, trust me. You don't want to go to Florida for spring training because the fields are. I think the closest two fields are three hours apart. Where if you go to Arizona, yeah. The, the furthest you're going to be apart is like 20 minutes from the nearest stadium. So you can just bounce park to park if you really want to. The only problem That's is fair. they uh, they all start, most of the games start at like 1 p.m. Uh, Arizona time. And then you have the one, some of them will go night games. So I don't know. I, I still think Arizona is the far superior experience for spring training just because you can pretty much see half the league without going too far. Oh, here we go. Gary, text me and let me know when you guys are going to be there, and we'll we'll see if we can match up for... Nice. I've been to the Dodgers Stadium there, so it was pretty nice. Is that candlestick? No, not candlestick. Talking stick? Something like that. It's a good one. But we'll be in Hohokam for at least one of those days, which is the A's Park, and it is better than the Coliseum, probably. A little less seating, but, you know... Ooh. <laughs> Camelback, Ugh. that's right. I'm that's not right. gonna. I'm yeah. not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna hit you while you're down. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. And I mean, it's, I guess it's, I should mention it's, that it's as no well. It's no PNC Park. I know that. Oh God, I can't wait to go to that. If we can't make it happen this year, we, we need have to make it to, happen man. next year. Next year for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's the part. It'll be easier now because we could actually catch an A's Pirates game. Yeah, a lot more because they'll play. Now. They'll play every year. But problem is, next yep. year it might be in Oakland. So we'll see. And I, that's, that's I kind of hope thing. it is. 
that's one thing I wanted to mention is Oakland talks have stalled. Uh, Mayor hasn't really brought up the topic. Um, when Rob Manfred was asked about the Howard Terminal Stadium project, he basically said all talks have been about Vegas going forward, and that's what Benny just yeah. alluded to. Where was it? I can't even find it now. He said it was, something it was a ways A's. up. Yeah, he said A's will be, There you go. 2025, he says A's will be in, in Las Vegas. I don't think that's possible on the timeline. I think it probably has to be closer to like 26, 27, which is going to put the A's in a really tough spot because their lease is up in Oakland after 2024, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think if they had a project lined up with Oakland, they would for sure extend that until they could move into their new um, into their new stadium. But Oakland could really play hardball if they decide to walk. They might be playing in their AAA stadium in Las Vegas for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. So that might not be great for the A's. Um, I did want to mention that the A's now are they have several um, lobbyists in Las Vegas that are registered and they basically said they're going to take the best, they're going to take the best deal that they can get either from um, Oakland or Las Vegas, but that all momentum has shifted to Las Vegas. And that's probably some posturing trying to get Oakland to, to get moving. I still think it's probably like 55, 45 Oakland in Oakland's favor at this point, because of how much money the owner has thrown into Oakland and making it work. But I would say there is some steam gaining in in Las Vegas. And if that happens, it's going to be like what's happened to the Raiders in their home stadium, except what much worse, because we've already seen with the Raiders, you know, there's not that established fan base in, in Las Vegas. You've got a lot of transplants that aren't from Vegas that carry their team loyalties with them from wherever they came from. Um, a lot of the visiting teams are, are filling up the arena in big time, you know, so that's not going to be great. And for baseball, I mean, I don't know, man, I don't know how easy it's going to be when you have all the other things that are going on in that town. Baseball is, I don't want to say it's a dying sport cause it's not ratings are up all that fun stuff. I think attendance is yeah, down. But it's, <sighs> It's a hard sport because of the amount of games there are too. Like consistent, um, you know, consistent seating or I guess consistent uh, people going to the games is not always there because you can always catch another game. You can always catch another game. Um, you know, it's not like, you know, football Sunday, you're very limited on how many games a year, how many home yep. games. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> I mean, being a Pirates fan, our you know PNC Park is rarely filled. Um, it's usually special occasions. Uh, it's Which hard, is crazy. I don't know. but I, that's yeah. the hard thing about baseball. Is I mean, you're you're playing a lot of these games Monday through Friday. Yep. Uh, well, I guess I should say Monday through Thursday. Fridays are usually pretty packed for across the league, but. Oh boy, Benny said Col Coliseum crowd averaged seven thousand. Last year, I know I thought ours was bad until I started looking at your guys's. Yeah, <laughs> I it, it's 
it's not a great situation, and, and that's what I'm saying is, you know, if you're trying to sell these seats in Vegas on a Monday through Thursday, that's not typically when most of the visitors are in town wow. anyway. So it's it's going to be a tough sale, and that's why I think Power Terminal makes the most sense. You get all that positive um, momentum there in Oakland. You get the shopping district. You get all the housing. You get everything revitalized, that part of town. I think that's a, a great project to take. And you have a good fan base, man. Yeah. I mean, an amazing fan base. You have a chance to literally have that fan base fall back in love with you. Yeah. And <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Them is off over and over. Every single step of this way in, in trying to get a new stadium, they've ostracized the fan base to the point of the fans are saying, until he builds here a new stadium, or until he sells the team, we're not yeah. going to games. And that's it just keeps getting more and more that way. So and you know, they had the A's all access tickets pass that they had where you could essentially buy tickets and it, it was kinda like Netflix where you just chose which day you wanted to go and and you showed your all access pass. You got fifty percent off the, the in or the vending or um, the team store. Like, it was such a great deal, brought so many people into the games, and we finally started to see attendance going back up, and then obviously COVID happened, and they, rather than making it more affordable for families, they doubled down on the pricing once they came back, and you saw record low attendance last year. So it's not great, but we'll move on from my A's. Uh, Anything you had left baseball-wise? Uh, my last point that I thought was kind of fun is just uh, Max Scherzer and Verlander back together again. Um, that's going to be a deadly rotation. 10 years back in Detroit. Um, so that's pretty – I mean, I'm a huge Scherzer fan. Uh, he kind of fizzled late in the playoffs last year, which sucked. But um, he's just a very intense guy. He's fun to watch. And you can't not like Verlander doing what he's doing at his age. So um, – interesting see what see how that turns out next season yeah or this season well and raf just alluded to i think a lot of the problem too is fans are there they just need motivation to show up and you've seen that with san diego and we've we've talked about it oh yeah they've dumped a bunch of money in and now they have sold out their their tickets (laughs) i mean it's a hot ticket uh, prices are going up yeah yeah when Which, you want to empower your fan base, that's the outcome. I I don't want to say this with my with my uncle Gary watching because he's a huge Dodgers fan, but uh, oh, I'm excited no. to see <laughs> what the Padres do this season. Um, oh, big time! I I think them being competitive makes that division a lot better. I feel sorry for Rafs Rockies and the Diamondbacks. Giants, I will never feel sorry well, for. So I, I hope the they one lose thing, games. But, you know. The only reason I really have, I even care about the Padres at all is I still have a bit of a soft spot for uh, Joe Musgrove. But um, just seeing them being able to compete, and don't get me wrong, they spend money. It's, it's not like they're, you know, the A's or the Pirates of the league. But they're, they're competitive with the top spending teams. Um, so that's one reason I like seeing them do well is it gives me hope that if we ever do turn that corner, um, you know, you can still compete with some of these absolute top spending teams. Don't get me wrong. I know that they spend way more than we're 
probably ever gonna combine. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, it's it's oh. nice to see that they're competing with them top level teams. Oh, Stevie Cohen. <laughs> they were asking him, "Hey, uh, you know you're hitting like the top tier of the luxury tax, right?" And he was like, "Hey, these guys made rules. I'm following them." He was just dunking yeah. on them SOBs, and they were like, yeah. "The the reporters were like, well, some of the uh, are you getting any pushback from your fellow owners <laughs> on like how much you're spending?" And he was like, "Hey, it's not my job to tell them how to run their franchise. I'm just running mine. If they don't want to spend money, well, that's up to them." So, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, I wish, like Benny said, A's need a new owner, just like the Raiders. Um, I'm not going to go that far. I still love my, my bowl cut backpack kindergarten teacher. Can, can, kindergarten he please, can he please just get a haircut? I will take him so much more serious if he would just get a haircut. There were some uh, photos floating around on Twitter this this last couple of days of him with uh, just his hair shaved off. Pretty sure they were Photoshop, but if they weren't, he should totally go that look because it looked much better, but... I don't even care if he goes like Joe Dirt mullet. Like, just do anything else. <laughs> like, literally anything else. All right, I'm done. Sorry. It's the okay. worst haircut in the NFL. All right. So, we're getting close to the all-star break for NBA. In fact, I think it's coming up this weekend. Warriors just played their last game before the break, and they are sitting at 29-29. and 29. Um, Things are not trending well with the Steph Curry injury. They do not play defense at all, which is not what they built this, you know, four rings up on. They've always played great defense. That's what they brought Iggy back for. Hey, hey, Gary. <laughs> Before we move on from MLB, he just said, it's funny how MLB <laughs> all talked about the Dodger spending. I, I've i never liked the spending just because my owner's not doing it, but I've always yeah. been a proponent of owners spending money because it means players are getting more money. Yeah, I, the I only reason not, I hate the Dodgers spending money is because, yes, we don't. That's my yeah. only reason. <laughs> so it's, it's just us being uh, envious of owners actually putting money into their product. Like, but, like, like my team has a different pool for free agency, like – you know, I can't go to MLB.com and see all the new the the players available because they're not available to me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I hate their spending. <laughs> the A's don't oh, even man. sell um, player jerseys anymore because we don't have any players oh, with, with names essentially. So that that's last why thing I'm going to say about baseball, and then I'm done. Go ahead. Please, 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 and state the floor. It's all I'm asking. Just put the salary floor in, please. Yes. Okay, I'm done. It'll never <laughs> happen because you've got poor owners like my John Fisher with, you know, multiple billions in his bank account poor. that can't afford <laughs> to uh, pay for oh, his geez. team. It's fine. All right, so back to basketball. Like I said, Warriors not trending well. Um, Clay has been a bright spot. He's definitely scoring like he has been in the past. Uh, so that's great to see him get back up to speed. He's definitely not the defender he was prior to the the ACL and then the Achilles injury on the same leg. But he's not a liability like he was at the beginning of the season. And like I said, he's scoring a lot. Jordan Poole has been a completely different player this season. Um, he hasn't scored the clip. All I mean, he's scored last couple games, but 
I mean, he's almost even been a liability throwing him out there uh, because of all the turnovers and whatnot. I think he can grow into it, and it seems like every time Steph gets injured, that's when Jordan Poole starts to step up, which is when we need him to. But it would be nice if he could be that sixth man that we need him to be when Steph's on the floor. So, I don't know. They did trade... um, they did trade away James Wiseman, which I called uh, just because of his cap hit. They turned him into five second-round picks, and then through a four-team trade, ended up getting uh, Gary Payton the second back, which John oh, and yes. I were both ecstatic about. But come to find out, his abdominal injury that he had surgery for back in July before the season started was re-aggravated and he's going to miss the next month. So we got him to shore up the defense and he won't be getting into the uh won't be getting into the roster anytime soon. So that sucks. There's an investigation into how that was handled. Maybe they'll get a couple picks back or something like that from Portland, but obviously that doesn't help us right now. So I don't know. It's going to be a tough title defense. I think we're probably going to be in the play in, which sucks because I mean that's a crap shoot. You're essentially Throwing all your odds into uh, a four-team playoff just to get into the playoffs, and then you're exhausted, and other teams are all rested up. So not a great situation, but like I said, all you need is a a ticket into the dance to to have a chance, so we'll see what happens with that. But um, Let's see. You have your magic Uh, notes. Go ahead and get to that. Yeah, I mean, I'll keep it pretty short. Um, I mean, there's still, you know, as far as the win-loss column, not a huge change. But, uh, I mean, the games they're playing are noticeably different. I think they're building a very, very good um, young core. Banchero is playing great. Um, I'm just really happy watching the young guys play, and they're competitive, even when we're losing. Um, I just like that we're not getting blown away like we have in the last couple seasons. So, uh, hopefully turning that corner. Um, I do want to make one note, your, your beautiful Wyoming Cowboys hat you got on. Um, unfortunately we lost one of our, um, ex UW players, Conrad Dobler passed away at the age of 72. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, he played at UW, went on to play with the Cardinals. And then I think he played a couple seasons with the saints and finished out somewhere. I think maybe the bills, um, either way spent most of his career with the Cardinals. Um, ultimately he was considered one of the dirtiest players to ever play the league, possibly, the dirtiest. Um, granted, he played in a very different time, but he was not shy about the fact that he used unconventional means, um, you know, playing in the trenches. Uh, one of the things he was known for, and this is just one of many, um, if you're a person that is willing to punch Joe Green, um, yeah, <laughs> you you are an interesting individual to say the least. Um, yes. So, yeah, he, he's literally punched me, Joe Green, on the field. So there's that. Um, but in in light of all that, I just, you know, sad day. We lost another one of our, um, you know, ex-players. And um, But, you know, living to 72, that's that's what you want to see for, for football players because we don't get all of them, you know, many of them don't make it that far. So uh, just, I guess, you know, thoughts are with the, with the Dobler family and, um, I can only imagine being able to watch him play, you know, back in the day, obviously long before our time, but yeah. Um, so yeah, if you um, don't know who Conrad Dabler, Dobler is, uh, do yourself a favor and look him up. It's 
I was just going to say he's an interesting player. Cody Tucker of 7220 Sports put out a article on him basically saying he gave his all for, for football and was it worth it. I haven't had a chance to read it yet just because it's busy at work when, when he pushed out that article. So I'm going to catch it tonight. Um, I'm sure it's a great article. Cody puts out great work. So, yeah, I'll be reading that tonight about Conrad Dobler. <laughs> uh, and then speaking of Wyoming Cowboys, they, they went to the University of New Mexico last night and were huge underdogs and actually ended up winning pretty uh, pretty handily in the pit, which is one of the toughest plays in, or places to play in college basketball. Yeah. So that was a pretty impressive win, especially when you consider they're down to seven scholarship players that are healthy. Uh, this season has not been what we thought it was going to be, and I'm oh. hoping, really hoping, uh, Graham E.K. gets healthy and, and comes back for one more season. I, I don't think, um, I don't think that they will have the same team next year. I mean, obviously. Maldonado, after his 18 seasons at University of Wyoming, will be able to return. <laughs> but yeah, it it should be a new team. A lot of the guys should return, so we'll see what happens here. Um, Gary said, "Thank you for Mo Bamba from your magic." Oh yeah, trade for the Lakers. I, I was gonna, I was gonna make a make a note of it. I'm pumped about it. We had such a, I mean, he was never seen court the the court at all. So. Yeah, and um, that's I was why happy I was to do happy anything with him. So that Wiseman brought back Gary Payton, but whew, not great. Um, let's see who is on the UW most decorated football football player. Most decorated college or professional? I have to get some clarification on that one. Hmm. Let me know what you I mean know. by that. You talk about like. At in college or at the at the NFL level, he he's a UCLA oh, fan. So, and then let's see, most decorated college, college player. He says, "Dang, I mean, recent you got Josh Allen, Javon Bonite was an absolute stud at wide receiver. That's true. Um, I was shocked he never made it. Logan Wilson, I mean." They've got the guys. Chad Mumo is an AP. I mean, these are obviously. Yeah, I was I was thinking it would be back when. Uh, oh, what's his name? Our quarterback back then. Smith. Um, no, before no. him. This was back when we were young. He went to the NFL, but he didn't last long. I'm wondering if. Trying to think. Of he any. tore up. I mean, he put up crazy numbers, but I can't remember. I would say Javon Bonite's probably the best all-around player to, to ever go and it's it still baffles me he never made it in the pros i mean i think he got drafted seventh round or something but and now he's a wide receiver coach somewhere but okay benny said new mexico state university suspended men's basketball for the rest of the year i didn't see that wonder what that's for um you've got oh looks like kyle froze oh you're back Nope. Kyle's froze. Okay, I'll just wrap this up real quick. Um, Hall of Fame class for the NFL. Uh, it was announced. Oh, here. Maybe he's back. Here we go. You back? I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> okay. 
Let's do the uh, NFL Hall of Fame class, and then we'll we'll call it. Okay, uh, I got to make one comment about basketball as far as uh, college basketball first, and then I'm down. Okay. Um, so this is just something that bothers me. Um, this is also why I really like that they're going to the playoff format. Um, but Pitt right now is number one in the ACC, um, having beaten – multiple ranked teams within the ACC and are still not ranked. I will never understand how this stuff works. It is so frustrating to me. Um, I think it'll all end up in the, it'll work out in the wash because, um, you know, like I said, the, the, the playoff format, that's why people want it, but um, just very stupid, but I, I will move on. Um, I just wanted to talk about the hall of fame class because this is, this is one of those classes that is very near and dear to me because of a players that I got to watch their full careers. Um, and then just some players that I am just absolutely in love with. Uh, the first one being Zach Thomas. Um, I absolutely loved this man when I was younger, had his Jersey, um, super tiny linebacker, but my God, he played like a monster. Um, very, very fun. You know, he, he wore the iconic 54, um, I rocked that number for the longest time because of him. Um, I'm so happy for Zach Thomas. He was somebody that I was worried would kind of get pushed by because maybe not the physical features and things like that, but um, super pumped for him. Uh, the next one being Joe Thomas, um, as much as I hate to admit it, as seen as how he spent, I believe his whole career as a Brown. He may have gone somewhere right there at the end, but um, I think he retired before he was even. My God, he I can't remember a more um, dominant offensive lineman for as long as he was dominant. Um, he's that pro career. Oh, oh, totally. He's that prototypical lineman though. If you were going to build an offensive line, Joe Thomas is who I would start with. Um, and then lastly, this is hands down my favorite corner to ever play um, football. And that's Darrell Revis um, Pitt alumni, by the way. Uh, super pumped for him. I mean, he was a shoe in. I mean, he was going in no matter what. But um, I don't running? think I've, I've, I don't think I've ever seen that out of a corner ever, and I don't know that we ever will in that same fashion. I would no, say for not, those three to not four for that years, amount of time. Those those three to four years where he was just locked yeah. in. Try I'm like, blown away by that still. Try like six to eight where he was a lot. Well, I'm talking about when he was like, nobody did anything. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't targeted for like a season and a half. It felt like in the middle of that. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. The, the, the career was there for longer term, but I mean, there came a point when he was, you know, got getting a little older and he wasn't the same shutdown that he was, but I've, I can't remember a single time college anywhere that I've seen a cornerback like that and to see it at the professional level. It's one of those things that, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's like watching, growing up watching Shaq play, like him, hate him, whatever. It's something that'll always stick with me because you'll never see it in that same fashion ever again, probably. Um, and I feel the same way about Darrell Rebus. So um, yeah. super pumped about the Hall of Fame class and, you know, congratulations to all those guys. And, um, well, and I'll just mention a cool class for me. Real quick, Ronde Barber and Demarcus Ware also in there. Fair enough. Uh, and Those then Don Corio is long past I, you. That one hit me. I was like, I can't, I never, 
it just, I mean, I just went to the hall of fame this past year, you know, and walking through the busts and everything. Um, I never even struck me like, how was he not in forever ago? You know, I mean, most modern offenses are some variation of things that he pioneered. It's just crazy, but. Yep. It's crazy that, and that's another one of those guys where, you know, let's wait till he's dead to give him his honor. Pisses me off, but nothing you can do about it now but uh, there there is one yeah. guy that i think got absolutely hosed in not making this and he should have made it last year and that is tory holt um tory holt was part of the greatest show on turf uh oh yeah and yeah patrick willis was snubbed from from our 49ers fan yeah that in, was ridiculous. In for sure i actually i actually have one too that has been bugging me for a while um, and, that's, and he said Jim uh, Plunkett, Lester Hayes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but L.C. Greenwood, man, he's the last member of that Steelers defensive line that is not in the hall, and I still will never understand how he hasn't gone. Um, and for that matter, Heinz Ward, I know the numbers might not be there, but you ask anybody that played against him, and there were, weren't very many that played like him. And how about I'm Todd a little, Christian, I'm a little biased. For God's sake. No, don't get me started. Obviously, that that one hits home. I mean, that one's near and dear for sure. Um, But that that card, man, that will always be the image. When you can be on a card like that with Jerry Rice and have better numbers, yeah, I just league and receiving as a tight end. Fathom, yeah, against Jerry Rice. Gary said, "Better Hall of Fame class than than baseballs," and that's absolutely true. Um, yeah, baseball sending just Scott rolling in this year <laughs> when there's Barry Lamar Bonds just sitting there. Um, obviously, you know, you've got the cloud of steroids and all that stuff, but where majority of their peers was, were doing it at the same time under the veil of Balco. Um, yep. yeah, I don't know. I feel like baseball needs to get a lot of those writers out of the voting process and, and lead it up to the, they're such a weird group though. They're, they're yeah. so much it's, weirder than any other obviously, sports committee. Obviously, you know, Barry has the, the cloud of, I mean, I don't think there's any way you can deny that he was doing steroids the way that his body oh, yeah. changed. But I mean, even before that, he was the best hitter in baseball. Uh, just added a little power little power a lot of power whatever um he was a hall of famer before he he started bulking up so well that is regardless of right wrong or indifferent i mean him mcguire and sosa let's just call a spade a spade save baseball you're still banking on what they did let's you know i don't care put an asterisk by it i don't give a shit but get him in there for sure ridiculous Benny says Roger Clemens, for sure. Uh, there's, I don't know, man. That shit just pisses me off because, like I said, it's it's really okay, so, just the writers holding it against him for not being a good interview well, or not he, being Here's my example. It, it'd be like saying, I mean, it's literally the equivalent of saying, okay, well, Tom Brady can't go into the Hall of Fame because of Inflategate. I mean, there'll be Gary, people who want to make that argument. this stuff? are we getting sponsored um 
But I mean, that's really so. the same argument. I mean, Tom Brady's, I mean, Barry Bonds is of the know. same level. You know what I mean? So to, to, to do this here, it would be the equivalent of Tom Brady not being allowed into the Hall of Fame, which let's all face it, he's going to be a first ballot. I mean, obviously. Um, I don't know. It just It's very frustrating because they changed the face of baseball, whether it was by, you know, quote-unquote nefarious means or not. Um, I mean, they made baseball exciting. Sorry about it. Let them in there. Gabe, just get us a, a sponsorship, and we will take all the hard liquor you, you want to send us. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Okay, well, that's I all it. I had, except one last note. You guys, the Pittsburgh Steelers, will be visiting the Las Vegas Raiders next season. We're going to the Death Star. So maybe, maybe we have a square state sandlot. Reunion in Vegas. And, I like it. Uh, maybe maybe live live from the Death Star. I don't know. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Have to see what we can do there. Yeah, if we do well, make it, I really I really do want to go see that mural for sure. And I'd like to get a picture with it of us. The only problem is it's in the Twitch lounge, so you. Oh, how you get I misunderstood. There. I thought it was just in one of the open stairwells. Dang it. No. Yeah, it's he said it's in the Twitch lounge, the staircase going up to that. And the only way I mean maybe we could con our way to get in there, but I think the only I don't remember how you get in there. I think you have to be maybe special tickets or something like that. Just gonna know. just gonna have to crank up the charm and see if we can get through. I don't know. All right. Well, I don't Fair I enough. don't know how you say no to this pretty face, but uh <laughs> Oh, All right. Do do we have any questions from from anyone listening right now? Before uh, we we'll, call, we'll open up comments. the last thirty seconds minute for some questions. We we will be having an interview with Eric Polly coming up. Uh, any of you guys that want to be on, if you have something to talk about, we'd be happy to have you on. So, any questions, yeah. comments you guys want to get in before we call it, get them in now, and you know, we'll highlight them. Whatever. So. All right, I think we got crickets. Well, might be might take a second for them to type, but comment section has been has been wild in tonight. Yeah, Luke said nice. he had this to step awesome. away because he's headed to the church to work. So, all right, looks well, like thank that's you it. Everybody so. that thank you to all of you that hopped on and uh, you know interacted with us today. It always makes it a lot more fun. For sure. And we will catch you guys on the next one sometime next week, hopefully with Eric Pauly. Uh, we'll have the community spotlights coming up as well. Uh, obviously, NFL is offseason, so we will probably be commit or going to a uh, bi-weekly schedule where we're doing you know, every other week or something like that unless something major comes up. So if you guys have interest in coming on or if you want to send us your questions in prior to the episodes we record get those in and, and we will we will read them live so thank you guys again for tuning in and we will catch you on the next one